I'm Mackenzie Atwood, host of the Steven Universe podcast, and we've been waiting a long time for this. We finally got Estelle, the voice of Garnet, on the podcast. So Estelle was gracious enough to take time out of her busy schedule to sit down and talk with us about everything Garnet, from her audition process to meeting Rebecca Sugar for the first time, to her favorite Garnet songs, and to Ruby and Sapphire's wedding. So let's get started. I'm here now with Estelle, the voice of Garnet. Uh, Estelle, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for having me. What's happening? Yeah. So first off, I wanted to talk about, you've had a lot of success in your music career. So what kind of drove you to get involved in voice acting as well? Well, um, I think it started when people started to say to me, oh, you have a really distinct voice. You should do voice acting. You should do voiceovers. And I was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then like, um, and then after that, kind of the whispers became a deafening roar. I want to say, and people just kept asking me to do it. And so I was like, well, let's go for it and let's really do it. And I started reaching out to my team and saying, hey, well, everyone says I should do a cartoon. I really want to be on like The Incredibles or something. Can you get me, can you get me a role, at least an audition or something, you know? And so it kind of like fell into our, not fell into our lap, but fell into our universe, I want to say. Um, by way of um, Rebecca reaching out and saying, hey, I have this cartoon or this animation I'm working on. Big fan of her. And do you think she would voice one of the characters? I was just like, this is what I was asking for. This is great. You know? <laughs> it was just all working together, I want to say. And, and that's how it happened. The personal reasons, the selfish reasons were I just wanted my nieces and nephews to hear my voice overseas and no auntie, pretty much. I have loads of them. So That's awesome. Yeah, I, I didn't know it was like a mutual thing. That's really cool. Yeah. What do your niece and nephews think about the show now? Oh, I'm amazing to them. They think I'm great. They're like, <laughs> Auntie Garnet, she beats all the bad guys up. I'm like, yes, it's amazing. <laughs> I do, it's true. <laughs> but they're like, they're very excited. Like, I literally, this has literally raised them. I have a five-year-old niece and, and literally her first interaction with me was for this, other than being on like FaceTime and that and Skype and whatnot, it was like, Auntie, Auntie, that's Auntie Stells. That's Auntie Stells. Whenever she would watch Steven Universe overseas or just, you know, they would find it on YouTube and stuff. And mm -hmm. um, she would literally, that's how she knew my voice. So coming over to meet me for the first time when she was like four, she was just like, oh, it's like we were old friends. Like she knew who I was. She knew my voice. It was like, oh my God, this is perfect. <laughs> this is great. That's adorable. Yeah. What resonated with you about Steven Universe? You said you, it was like what you were looking for. Well, the original um, pitch for me was like, well, she's a big sister, essentially. Or she's a, a mother figure to lo mm -hmm. like loads of people. I was just like, oh, I can relate. You know, I feel like any kind of acting, they always ask you to take it from a point of personal relativity, right? And I was like, yeah, I can relate to that. I'm definitely the oldest girl, nine brothers and sisters. Um, I'm definitely the mother hen of my crew. I always make sure everyone's gone home. I'm like, what's everyone doing for Sunday dinner? What's everyone doing for Christmas? What's everyone doing for Easter? I'm that person. So I'm the gatherer of the crew. <laughs> so, so like to me, it's just like, it was a natural thing and a, a natural caretaking moment for me. And, and, and it resonated and I was like, this is what I think. I think yeah. I could relate. So, I I so relate. since Rebecca reached out to you guys, did you do an audition or did you just immediately get cast? I auditioned. Apparently I auditioned. I don't remember this, but I auditioned for Amethyst too. I was just like, this isn't the same. I don't think this is who, <laughs> this is not what was intended for my life. <laughs> Cause I, and then I thought about the fact that if I was doing Amethyst, like I probably, like I'd have a lot more vocal issues. 
because she does a lot of high pitched and ups and downs and squeakies right. and loud, you know. We're going to have to keep it pretty much in the same vocal range that I speak in, singing, right. <laughs> talking. Well, no, speak, not singing, but like speaking and, you know, talking in general. So it's kind of cool. So now that you sort of are in it, is, is the VO like world sort of how you expected it to be or have things taken you by surprise? No, pretty much. I do I do go learn I have learned things or I have learned like I always say I've learned how to make different sounds that I never knew you could make <laughs> those those are those are the those are, yeah <laughs> they ask you to make things sounds and you're just like what I have never heard of this sound before what would you like me to do now you you told me how to do it and then I have to do it and it's it's hilarious to watch me try and do it it's pretty unreal <laughs> yeah but I've learned how to make different sounds now it's kind of stretched my vocal range to a degree so well, there you cool. go yeah, that's cool. Always learning. Yeah. So you, you talked about how much of Garnet you sort of see in yourself. Have you been able to draw like more personal experiences into your voice work with her? Um. Well, the, the good thing about, I will say this, the good thing about Garnet over the years is that she's become a little bit more vulnerable. There have been like character arcs, there's a character arc with her where she kind of like calms it down a bit. Or she kind of get used to being on Earth, gets used to being on Earth with uh, Stephen and you know everybody else, and she's kind of like, oh, there's other emotions, huh? All right, let me figure this out, you know. And it's kind of you see where she blends Sapphire and Ruby a little bit and becomes a, just a, just calmer, you yeah. know, which is a, which is a trait that I generally personally have. Um, although when you walk up and you see me with dark glasses and I'm you know and I'm quite deadpan in general as a person. People then start speaking to me and they're like, oh, no, she's really cool. I'm just like, yeah, I just, yeah. First glance, all my Aquarius tendencies pop up. Right, right. <laughs> I'm Aquarius moon. I believe in all the star signs and stuff too. And I'm like Aquarius moon. I'm a Capricorn sun and I'm a Cancer rising. So it's like all the feelings with either side of cold air, <laughs> like, you know, so yeah, it all makes sense. So, yeah, it's it's been cool. I think Garnet, what's really cool about her is she's sort of one of the first people to open up to Stephen. And be kind of real with him, which I really appreciate about her. I like the episode where she was one. She was kind. He was trying to ask her to see the future, and he was. She was essentially teaching him a lesson that you make your own future. Yeah. But he was. He was like, "Well, what's that?" She's like, "I don't know. It's for you to figure out. You have to make a decision, and that, that takes you into your future." But I could tell you once you made the decision, you know, kind of thing. I was just like, "Ooh, <laughs> there's a lot of things in these shows." I'm out here listening, going, "Let me take that in for my life." <laughs> Because tomorrow, now I gotta do this. Uh, keep going. So it's a whole thing. It's cool. So you mentioned that you have some of your nieces and stuff watch the show. Do you have any like friends uh, or other people who who watch the show who've talked about how they feel about seeing you as Garnet? Um, a lot of my friends kind of catch it secondhand, like in the in the sense of like we'll be just out and like I'll be in the club or be at a lounge or have come off stage or just be doing something really bougie right <laughs> and then they'll walk out to me and be like yo I didn't know that was you though <laughs> and my sister or my niece or oh, I was watching this I was out late and I was watching it and and then and that makes me laugh all day because I feel like especially when I'm super dressed up or I'm at like something that's completely unrelated to anything animation related. Mm-hmm. So for instance, I was at my friend Alison's Alice Smith's um, showcase, and this other lady who works for another company, like another well-known like TV company, her friend's there, and she's like to me, "Oh, I'm such a fan of your music, but girl." Garnet. 
I'm like, yes. It just it freaks me out every time. I'm just like, all right, this is this because we're standing at a bar ordering whiskey. It was just like, what is happening, guys? What is going on? We're literally at this bar. Like, Jenny, welcome back. Oh, 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 yes. Come on, two of those. Like, I just get excited that people, you know, like in the most unexpected places, appreciate. Steven Universe, you know? Yeah. It's very cool. It's got reach. So what have you been, like, you think the most impressed by working on the show and and seeing the people working on it? I thought it would be a lot more, um, a lot more rigid than it actually is. Um, And it's just beautiful watching creativity happen when you're just being directed but then also watching it flow and opinions being taken music is is um it can be that way sometimes but for the most part it's not so it's a little it's a little different watching the creative process and how they um how they direct you i've learned how to direct better i've learned how to vocal it's almost like vocal producing um <clears throat> but i've learned how to do it in a slightly different way and it's been a bit more effective for me so i've just been learning at the same time as watching you know it's kind of cool do you feel like this show or like um rebecca's art or anything have influence has like influenced your other work like musically or thematically or anything i really uh, the thing i always say about rebecca is that i'm just like yo i'm really trying to work with her and put a whole album out because i feel like she needs a whole i just I, her songwriting is just i've just <laughs> never come across it it's like no it's it's simple and it's clean and it's to the point and it's not super fussed and you think about all the legendary records that you hear and the songs that you like you could sing along to them because they're simple right um like i quote myself american boy it's a very simple song yeah (laughs) there's nothing to that record and you know people people jazz it up they do all these things to it but at the core they love it because they can sing along to it Mm -hmm. and that's what i think rebecca does really well she makes these records that you can just sing along to and so to me, I've always, I'm trying to work with her on an album. It's going to happen someday. That would be something I, I would love to see. <laughs> I want her to put a whole record together and then go and tour it with a guitar. Oh, my gosh. And just be live her life. So putting it in the air. <laughs> putting it in the air. Okay. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll stay tuned for that. That would be, that would be incredible. <laughs> and, and speaking of Rebecca's songs, let's talk about recording Stronger Than You. And here comes a thought for Steven Universe. Stella's still here with me. Uh, thank you again for coming on and talking to me. It's all right, we're here. Yeah. So uh, let's talk about Jailbreak. It's from season one, the season one finale. Uh, it's one of the major turning points in the series uh, and a big reveal for Garnet with Ruby and Sapphire. So like songwriting, what was the process for Stronger Than You for you? Oh, Stronger Than You was written by Rebecca Sugar. <laughs> I didn't mm-hmm. write any of it. She did ask me for influences though before... Um, and she sent me the record like, hey, I, I wrote this thing. Um, what do you think? And I was like, oh, well, she asked me for references before. She's like, I'm writing this song. Da, da, da. And so I gave her a few. And then she came back with it. Oh, she was cool. like, look, and there's a rap in it. And I was like, okay, girl, let me hear this rap. <laughs> and then she did it. And I was like, no, it's not bad. It's kind of good. Let's go with it, you know. Um, and I just made it make sense for like the way I would I would say it kind of thing because it's always about it sounding good coming out of your mouth, whatever happens. And so she let me have a bit of freedom in the actual delivery, you know, of it. That's really cool, yeah. Session. And that's kind of the way we work for all these records. I think I love the, I appreciate the fact that she respects me as a musician and not just like, hey, sing this. This is my show. 
and she's you know she's very much like coherent about that especially when I have to be the person singing it and it's going to be attached to my actual career forever <laughs> either way whatever I think of it so it's kind of cool so the the rap what was that like you, you mentioned that you got some freedom with that was that like how were you were you apprehensive going into it though uh no I listened to it before you know like mm-hmm. I would never have done it if I didn't like it that was that's one right so like I said I appreciate it I think it was good and it did you know it made all the sense in the world so I was cool with it yeah so when you record the songs and stuff, yeah. um, you're recording like to storyboards, right? Mm-hmm. How's that different from like making your own stuff? Well, she just gives you the outline on the storyboards. When I make my own records, when I do my own, um, the storyboard's kind of in my head. Mm. So it's a slightly different um, process. Like I know I can see the story or whatever I'm singing in my head where this is outward. This is a, there's a part where she's like, you know, she explains the whole thing to me. She's like, this is what they're doing. And then they're fighting and we haven't colored it. So you can't really see it. But this is what's going to happen in the scene while you're doing this. So, you know, like sing some parts a bit more forceful and sing some parts a bit more gentle. You know, it's kind of like a slow build up. And then they just let me do it two or three times. And I know I do understand um, just in general I understand that's you know you have to have a build up you have you know it has to tell a story. That's cool though. So for your stuff too, you are still pretty visual about it though. Oh yeah, this yeah this is this is my process. Twenty years um, of this is it. It's in my and all the songs I sing and the way I do them like they're in my head first, obviously, and then. You know, like when you're singing it live, you have to kind of visualize it because what you feel inside comes out of your mouth in the same way kind of people are like, you know, when you can see it on your face when you're feeling a certain way. Um, no matter how hard you try to hide it, you can always look in somebody's eyes and know exactly what they're dealing with. So it's the kind mm-hmm. same kind of thing. You kind of have to have it in your brain and let it fall out, you know? Yeah. For Stronger Than You in particular, um, you got to perform it at, comic-con at san diego mm-hmm. comic-con 2017 what was that like for you that was that was a first <laughs> yeah that was a first doing it at comic-con and then doing the video the very next day was a whole uh it was fun it was a mm-hmm. first for me that i've never i've never really shot a video like that we did a call out on twitter or something or twitter on instagram like hey we're gonna shoot this video for stronger than you come out and and the square was flooded and not like one of the hottest days of the year. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I just want to give everybody water, ice, hugs, or not, or high fives, <laughs> one of the two, because we were all sweating like crazy. <laughs> like, I right, don't touch me, don't touch me. It's too hot. But everybody came and they really hung out and they had a good time. It was quite um it's quite it was interesting. We were I had on a black cape. I was glad. Um I think I got pitched to wear like a purple suit. I was like, I can't wear cosplay, that's strange. Guys, I cannot <laughs> cosplay myself doing garnet. That's silly. I'm not doing that. So I you know, we me and my stylist came up with a, a good alternative, I think. And I think it worked out the best. The cape looked iconic in that video. It was really That's what we go for. Like, this is a very, you know, like, I know everyone always wants to go to the obvious with things, but I always look at, you know, what the bigger picture, the bigger plan is with everything that I'm involved with. And I think this is a very iconic, groundbreaking, amazing um, animation. So I wasn't going to do it any disjustice, you know, any kind of disservice, I should say. By just doing the obvious, we had to make it bigger. We had to do more. <laughs> you know, we had to really make that thing stick out. So this is what we did, and I'm happy. For sure. So so there's another song, 
here comes a thought from the episode of Mindful Education. Mm. Um, what was the was the process for that similar, or were you more involved this time around? No, similar process. Um, Rebecca hit me. She said to me, like, you know, I'm writing this song about meditation, about being calm, and, and I was like, well, he is one of my favorite artists that calms me down, and I like referred her to an artist called Emily King. And I said to her, you know, have a listen to Emily's music and, you know. And I think I'd referred her to Emily a while ago. So I think she's brilliant. I just think she's just a beautiful singer. So when I heard Here Comes a Thought, I was like, oh, that was perfect. This is, this, this is, this is, I think I got this one right. I think we got this one right. It's just a beautiful record. It calms me down. You know, it calms nice. me down in the general day. Everyone's like, what's your favorite record? I'm like, that one, Here Comes a Thought. Because it's like, it's a very, it's like a lightning rod, a calm lightning rod, or just like a water, water, I don't know, water, light, a, a, a lightning rod of water. Does it, do you know, does that okay. make sense? Like made out of water? Um, just, just, it's very soothing is the word, you know? Right. And I think it's a great record. It's a great song, whatever happens, wherever it's played. Mm-hmm. So for this one, uh, AJ Mashaka was also... Mm-hmm. On the song, uh, did you guys get to record that together? Uh huh. We did it together in the studio. Awesome. I didn't know we were doing it as a duet, so that was a nice surprise. <laughs> um, I kind of try not to read or listen to too much, like the record, the records and whatnot, or even the the, the scripts for too much before I go in because I want to have first reactions. Personally, I want to have first reactions or be fresh in direction um, because that seems to work instead of being like super over rehearsed and getting in my head about what it should be and sound like and then being stuck to it and can't move from it I'd rather just take fresh direction um, so it was nice to be able to kick it and sing with her the first time I met her too she's a beautiful voice as well it was just easy it's quite easy right that's awesome so so what was the experience like for that compared to other musical collaborations you've had in your career not hard similar easy quite less less excitable <laughs> like you know both of us were in there like we're both, she's a voice actress as well like I guess she's a singer first but she's a she's an actress first so there's a level of professionality um professionalism mm-hmm. is that a word professionality it's not professionalism <laughs> I'm making up words guys um professionalism <laughs> that we both kind of walked in with and we're just like you know let's just you know we're just gonna get this done and then she you know we just sang it it's easy and then left the session it sounded good. I was it's like, a calm song. Yeah, it's a calm. Yeah, you cannot walk in there with a thousand, being being on a thousand or having all this energy. You just kind of have to mm. sit down and get in a moment, and we did, and not to out. Yeah. Are there any other like um, standout Garnet character moments for you that you can think of? Hmm. My favorite like recent um, Garnet moment was when they were going to going out going out for Earth to into space to save the world, right? And um, she turns around, everyone's kind of giving something to like hold on to and like take care of on Earth while they're gone. She turns around, she has the cat. She's like, yeah, water my cat, water my cat. <laughs> yeah, she tells Greg to uh, please water, water this for me. This for me. Yeah. yeah, and he's like, what? <laughs> like, what? what's wrong with this lady? Um, <laughs> so that happens. <laughs> That's my favorite. The deadpanness is, is, is fun for me. Like, I never... I see afterwards and I'm just like oh that was pretty funny because <laughs> she's yeah she's so serious about it she's like no I, yeah, I need this to be it. done yeah <laughs> every, every, like how I just meant professionality that's how I feel like she means life <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I said that with such intent professionality is not a word though okay okay that's how I feel like you know 
she wrote, she wrote her life, and it's it's real. Is it ever tough to keep a straight face when you deliver lines like that, like really deadpan? It, yeah, no, it's not hard to keep a straight face. It's when the rest of them are in the room, and and we get the <laughs> we get the sentence, so we get the whole. You know, I get the whole. When I'm doing it on my own, it's not hard. When everyone else is there, and I got to really hear the whole sentence or hear the whole how the whole page breaks down. And it's some really fun, something really funny. That's when it becomes like, yeah, okay, like everyone chill out, everyone stop laughing. <laughs> yeah. Nah, everyone stop. You know. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and speaking of the universe, you guys all give so much back to the fans. So let's talk about that fan interaction and their response to the show, and especially reunited. <laughs> I'm still here with Estelle. Uh, so Steven Universe has obviously resonated with fans all over the world. How do you give back to the communities, like the fan communities that have formed everywhere? Like, what's your what's your process for that? Well, I I do all, I do a lot of the cons. I've been at a lot of the cons, and I try and go above and beyond when I see um, when I do the you know the either the signing booths or even when we're just at the cons. Like I'm the person that brings sweets and music and like spends time <laughs> with them instead of just <laughs> signing something and walking along. You know, we have dance battles. It's a whole rotation. It's an experience, you know, <laughs> like this to me is like I've done this for years with music where we had to go do signings at like different stores or whatever. And I always find the experience exceeds just the, you know, the piece of paper that you sign or the thing at the moment. So we tried to give an experience. But also I'm like, I pay attention to when they're tweeting me and Instagramming me and certain times of the year I'll do like, let me see your garnet contest, your garnet, your best garnet for like Halloween. Mm -hmm. And I'll post at least 10 of my favorite because garnet is a big Halloween costume. It's real. Adults and kids, it's beautiful to see. Um, Across all races or genders, everything is beautiful. So that makes me very happy. Um, and then, um, yeah, I just try and stay up on Twitter. I get like loads of tweets and a lot of them are crazy. So, you know, <laughs> but I try and like as many as I can and retweet the relevant ones or respond to the relevant ones. But some of them are just like, just to get a response and it becomes our hand. So I kind of just chill out. I'm not too crazy on that. <laughs> right. So with Reunited, there was a lot of response from people because of like the LGBT representation, especially in that episode. Mm-hmm. How did it feel to see the response to that? Again, it's beautiful to me. I'm just out here like two sides of it is like, this is great. Yes, yeah, celebrate. At the same time, I'm just like, why are we still having to just celebrate this now? Like, what in, what are we doing wrong as humans that this is a big thing? <laughs> like, you know, like, why is like, what, why isn't this just the standard? I don't even understand. Like, so it, you know, so to me, it's like a bittersweet thing. Like, I'm very, very happy and excited. At the same time, I just want to be like, this isn't something that should have to be made a big deal about. It should just be standard, right? Right. You know, it's it's frustrating. It's a little frustrating for me personally. And especially because I'm like, I do all the pride events <laughs> all year, every year. We have a ball. It's a fun time. You know, it's just uh, I'm an ally. I support. I'm in the community. I support the community fully, to the fullest. You know, it's just very, uh, it's, it's, it's a little frustrating. You know, I've never seen any difference. I don't, I don't understand why there isn't. I get why people have their issues. I just think it's silly. It's 2018. Let's yeah. stop this this BS now. You know, excuse me. <laughs> you know, it's a good it's a good step forward though. At least 
the whole listen the fact that again this is the part where I'm I'm so honored to be a part it's a great step forward my my thing is I hate that we have to have the phrase of it's a step forward it should yeah. be standard that's my so this is this, this shouldn't be a discussion about this anymore it should be like yeah all right this is part of human this is human this is what yeah. we this is this is life this is what we do this is culture this is society this is what it is stop it stop making it different stop making it something that's a, a fringe moment it's frustrating to me like everyone stop it just, just everybody yeah, I totally chill agree. Out. Yeah. <laughs> you know so <laughs> but I think it's beautiful to see the reaction I love to see all the people dress, that dress up <laughs> as Ruby and Sapphire every single you know in, in the wedding outfit and everything it's just it's glorious I'm out here like you guys are dedicated because it's this, this red paint and blue paint that you have all over your it's bodies wow yeah <laughs> i've been there like mm, 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 not in my hair no no you won't yeah <laughs> but it's, it's good to see it's good it's good it's good to see it's good yeah another cool thing was that you made an appearance at like um the black women animates uh, boot camp at cartoon mm. network yeah how did you get involved with that well they asked me to be a part of it as based on the fact that i play a character garnet who is essentially black <laughs> You know, yeah, it's it's a purple character, but she represents, um, I guess, black. You know, and I'm a woman playing it, and I'm a black woman that plays it. So, to me, it's it's. I think it was great to see that many women of color in one room, feeling empowered in the animation space. You know, and seeing a real career and and being seen, feeling like they were finally being seen. I was amazed. I'd never, I've never in my entire career come across so many women that were like, I animate, I draw, I want to draw, I want to write, I want to be a storyboard artist, I want to, you know, young women of color. Like, I've never mm. seen that. I don't see young women do it, period. But this was, to me, you know, I see them at the cons and I see them come up to me and some of them will draw on a table. I encourage drawing on tables. I let them draw at my table. I think it's beautiful. It's like a big old graffiti wall. I've taken a few of them, the, the tabletops home. But I've never seen that much concentrated, you know, and I think it's a good thing and I think it's a thing that, something that should be encouraged. Again, it shouldn't be a, a, an exception. <laughs> it should be a standard. Yeah. But if this is the start, then all right, let's go, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty great. Taylor's amazing. She's amazing. That's awesome. So another cool thing that happened is the Dove Self-Esteem Project. Mm. Um, what Has that like resonated with you? Yeah. I love that we have to, there's a big enough brand that Dove, like Dove, that understands the need to keep reiterating body positivity and the need to keep reminding our young people that it's okay to just be. Um this is this is some this is the one thing I've given and it's never going to end. People's uh, you know it's a it's a hill and valley thing. It's like we get to the point of like yes we are all happy with our bodies and something comes along that tells us that maybe we could be better. You know, mm. and so to me right. it's just like it's an ongoing thing. It's an ongoing thing. It's, but so this is beautiful and I love that Steven Universe is kind of the poster child to help move that along because it is about inclusivity. It's about just being comfortable and just being who you are. You know, this this entire show is just about being who you are. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's like it's a very fitting arrangement, I feel like. Great partnership. Yeah. So one other thing is that the Diamond Days arc, the new upcoming episodes, <laughs> mm-hmm. that's all right around the corner. Mm-hmm. So uh without without giving any spoilers, uh 
what do you <laughs> I'm trying I'm trying to think how to phrase this. Should the fans what can the fans be excited about for what the future holds for Garnet and the rest of the Crystal Gems? Mm. This juice is lovely. <laughs> <laughs> What? <laughs> I didn't hear that question. What happened? I don't. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. This this diamond okay. days arc. Um, let me see. Hold on. <laughs> <sighs> Next question. <laughs> okay. Well, how how about I phrase it this way? Should fans be excited? What? Okay. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> okay we can we can go ahead we can skip that one okay we i have one more thing to ask yes lovers rock Yay. just got released a few months ago yeah Yay. what's next for you what's next for your career oh all right so this album just came out so <laughs> yeah Lovers yeah just came out so i'm literally in the middle of promoting 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 we'll be on the road early next year january um and then mm-hmm. after that i haven't i haven't i started my label so i'm working on my two new artists a lady's called nick and navy um who are two young um, girls from los angeles and i'm developing my label more and working on new music and acting i've just finished a role in a tv movie which is it's gonna be kind of cool i got to play against type <laughs> which is nice. always the dream when you go for roles because everyone just is like come play Estelle and be a singer and i'm just like mm, okay i can do that <laughs> oh yeah i can do that but this one i actually have to be a whole different type of person so i'm excited about that and just more roles and more tv and developing and then also working on music for tv as well that's like my personal dream is to do music and music supervision for television aside from like actual music so you know working on developing more tv more di- more documentary stuff um putting my artists out <laughs> working on new albums for end of next year i think i want to do a christmas album um, okay. At this point, I feel like I have to. I'm not sure what genre I'm gonna do it in yet, but I think I should do it. And then, yeah, and then, and in between that, trying to represent Wu Tang, Steven Universe, and live my life. You know, <laughs> just sounds like you, you got one plate. Yeah, take a holiday in between all of that. It'd be good. It'd be good. It'd be good. Staying busy. <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. But before we let you go today, we've got a bunch of fan questions that were sent in. So. The first one comes from Lou, and they want to know, if you were in the Steven Universe world, what do you think your gem weapon would be? Um, You know, I do like... um, Steven has this ability to bubble people. Right. Mm -hmm. I like the idea of bubbling people and just, like, floating off to things. That would be fun. (laughs) Like, someone was saying stuff to me I didn't want to hear, I'd be like, bloop. And just push them (laughs) and float them away. Like, and go away. (laughs) Just go into the earth. Yeah. Uh... Anna wants to know, where would Ruby and Sapphire go on their honeymoon if they got a chance to have one? All right. Okay, I have thought about this. Mm. I believe they would probably go to Iceland. Iceland? Iceland. I think it would be interesting. You know why? Because of the hot springs. Because then they could be hot and cold at the same time. You know, like the hot springs are hot. And then it's cold. It's, It's in the middle of like a freaking ice crater. So like you could be in the water but like out of the water like trust me Iceland the hot springs 
That's where they would go. They can achieve room temperature room happiness. Temperature. You know, like you have boiling, <laughs> like bath water heat, <laughs> and then be like yeah. in the middle of an ice crater, just standing there like, this is a wonderful, like, they'd feel at home. They wouldn't unfuse. <laughs> It'd be great. That would be great. Okay, cool. Uh, next question is from an uh, anonymous person who wants to know what the most fun part of your job is. The most fun part is getting to play different sounds out of my mouth, per se. <laughs> like in in the in the recording sessions, like it's literally just dream something up or think of something and try it and see if it works for some of the parts. And that's that's fun to me. That's like you know, it's like a creator's dream, you know. So to me, that's, that's the most fun part. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Uh, Marley SB wants to know. What is the hardest scene you had to voice act for? There was a scene where um, I think she was unfusing and I had to go up, down, like that. And I had to do it without sounding like, and and I was like, I sound like Schmeagle. I sound crazy. I don't know what this is. What is this coming out of my face? And then I had to replicate (laughs) it and do it like three, four more times. And I was just like, oh, I don't know what I just did. I don't know, guys. this might be terrible they're gonna call me back to do this again i know it and i tried to not have to come back <laughs> can re-record bits right. i'm a perfectionist like that i want to do it right you know or not at all and i was like no mm-hmm. they're definitely gonna call me back i feel like they hate me now they think i'm trash <laughs> i had all the insecurities <laughs> so i was like this is, this is terrible i sounded crazy so that was that was a difficult part okay cool uh anonymous wants to know what would you say has been your top favorite episode to be a part of oh my goodness Oh wait, there was one. There was one episode. There's an episode where me and Stephen are. It's just me and Stephen, essentially, for the most part. But we're kind of roaming through the town, and this is when Garnet loses her her sight, her future vision for a second. Um, Pool hopping. That's it. And and Stephen has to like kind of guide the scenario because it was interesting getting mm-hmm. to see her be a little again, be a little bit more vulnerable and a little bit leaning on him. Like you have to help me now. <laughs> Stephen yeah. being like, what? Okay, sure. I don't, what? Really? You can't see the future, huh? <laughs> you know? <laughs> Be, just both of them having to lean on each other. That was that was quite fun. Nice. Okay, cool. Uh, next question is from Ray. And they want to know, uh, do you remember any particularly funny moments from when you were recording? Do you know who the funniest is in all, this, in all of our sessions? It's, it's Pearl, it's Dee Dee. That's what I was gonna guess. Because <laughs> she, like, it's she's she's very much a parent in real life, and mm-hmm. like, and yeah. so seeing her in her histronics when she's like doing like crazy, like, oh my goodness, the world's caving in, um, Pearl. That is the, and she's standing up and she's doing it with her whole body, and it's just for me. And I'm calm and I'm sitting down and I'm being garnet, and then just watches somebody be so like, oh my god. Like and physically, she's so hilarious to watch. So Dee Dee is the funnest person to like be in a session with. Like she's hilarious, like hilarious. hilarious. <laughs> and we're all just awesome. watching her. We just stand and stand there and wait for her to put her lines in. We just watch her. And we're just like, yo, you're crazy. You know, you look. You know, you look nuts, right? Like it's she's funny. She's <laughs> funny, funny. Yeah, she does it. She acts from head to toe. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. So then a question from Andrew who wants to know, uh, for the cast, how is recording for a video game different from recording for the show for when you guys recorded um, for the game Save the Light? Well, it's different in that it's like you have to keep the character voice, but far shorter lines. And they make you say like, 
for instance, jump, <laughs> jump, jump, yeah, jump. And then you don't know which one they're going to pick until you hear it in the game. You're like, oh, why didn't they use the other jump? Like, it's <laughs> something as simple as jump, but it's a game and it stays on it forever. So that like, that's your voice in somebody's head or in someone's head voice, whatever, you know, and then they will, you know, it's just weird. It's just, it's just different. It's just different. And then, and then they're quite clear about the sounds you should make. They don't really give you much creativity. They like say it like this. <laughs> You're like, yeah, right. it's a bit more rigid. Yeah, a little bit more rigid. Yeah. Okay, cool. One more question. Uh, this one's from Joy, and they want to know if you could write your own episode, what would it be about, and what would your character be doing? Oh my goodness! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my own episode. Oh, that'd be hard. Oh, I think you know what I would do. I would explore the idea which wouldn't make sense, of Garnet having um, distant sisters and brothers or, like, Ooh. random different, like, some reason she had these kids that came out of nowhere. And, like, they weren't, <laughs> they weren't like, rubies or sapphires. They were, like, other mini um, mini fusions that had figured out how to fuse. But they didn't they didn't grow up. They kind of stayed as kids. So they were kind of looking at her like, how do we get to be adults? <laughs> like, that would be... That would be it. And so it'd be interesting watching her be completely perplexed as to like how these other little mini garnets came about, but also like really feeling like <laughs> responsible and like, ah, oh, she probably helped them. And then that would be confusing. <laughs> I think that would throw the crap out of a garnet. That'd be fun. That'd be that weird, would be wouldn't amazing. it? Like just a whole, yeah. a whole planet full of other mini garnets. Like, that'd be great. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Well, thank you so much for answering these fan questions. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Steven Universe podcast is produced by Charles Abadji, Stacey Para, and Conrad Montgomery. Special thanks to Rob Sorcher, Cartoon Network Studios, The Crewniverse, and Turner Studios in Atlanta. And thanks to all of you guys for listening every week. We really appreciate it. You can listen and subscribe to the Steven Universe podcast for free at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and on Amazon and Google Smart Speakers. I'm Mackenzie Atwood, and I'll see you next time. 